We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash lawless. Just go to Indeed.com slash lawless right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed com slash lawless terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed naomi garma oh welcome to the uh, state of the union all right let me read this off here because i want to make sure i get this uh get this right you are joining us now on behalf of your go-to protein drink rockin protein oh my goodness you are a member of team rocking you uh a team of athletes who don't compromise on their performance and nettle never settle or uh, on their taste or high quality protein. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, we want to make sure we keep everybody happy. Okay. I hope uh, I hope they're paying you a lot of money. Uh, it's uh, it's wonderful to have you here. All right. Look, uh, U.S. Soccer Youth Female uh, Player of the Year in 2020, uh, number one overall pick for the San Diego Wave in the 2022 NWSL Draft, Rookie of the Year, Defender of the Year, Captain at Stanford, Wicked Smart, working on your Masters. Uh, the world is in the palm of your hands. Well, this is what, where I want to start, anyway. I want to go back to this summer. We've had a little time to digest what happened this summer. And while from a performance perspective or a results perspective, it has to be looked at as a failure from the U.S. Women's National Team, the bright spot is you. You were my MVP for the United States in this uh, in this summer. As you look back, what did you learn individually and what do you think this team has to do going forward to get back to the uh, lofty heights of winning a World Cup? Yeah, I think we... Um... I think for myself, just I want to continue to grow and um, yeah, just like gain momentum from this summer. And I think as a team, it's just us getting more connected and um, making sure that, you know, we enter tournaments feeling confident and um, yeah, just are on the same page as far as like everything. And um, I think we do have such a talented roster and it's just all of us using our unique talents and um, getting results together. And I think um, that's going to be our focus moving forward. You know, even in a in a, a tournament where things don't go well, you learn individually. And as you as you continue to grow as a person, as you continue to grow as a player, what are some of the things that that you learned? And even now, looking back, even though it's not that long ago, you say, you know what? Had I known going in that that was going to happen, I maybe would have done some di- things differently. And you're going to continue to grow as you uh, as you go on as anybody uh, as a player, regardless of age. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, for a lot of things, we had a lot of experienced players on the roster that were kind of preparing younger players for what to expect. Um, and I think um, for us as a team now, it's like taking those learnings and moving it into next summer um, with the Olympics and making sure that, you know, we take our time to reflect, but also don't dwell and make sure that, you know, it's a short turnaround so that and that we're um, moving together. 
All right, so as we push this forward into this next version of this team, and obviously with the Olympics next year and the next World Cup coming along, you know, there will be changes. Uh, we just saw you off another international window, two games against uh, against Colombia. What has the feel been, albeit with a, you know, still not decided head coach, what has the feel been, how much movement or evolution even in this short period of time has taken place, and how's the, how was the vibe in this last window? Yeah, I think I think the vibe in the group is good. I think we we like I said as a group have taken our time to reflect on the World Cup and I think it's important that we did that together individually and collectively to make sure that we understand how we could have maybe supported our teammates better or what other teammates needed or what we thought went well, what didn't go well and then from there just like as a group I think we've done a good job of um keeping our eyes forward and um, like you said, we've had an interim head coach and just making sure that we're keeping that level of professionalism, keeping that focus. Um, and we we understand that we just had two windows. So four games that, and, you know, anytime we're in camp together is a time we can improve and a time that we can like build our chemistry. And um, I think in the last two camps, um, we did a good job of just, um, doing that and also just um just playing free and um yeah just making sure that we get results that we need you know i'm always interested in the next generation of players and you know you have benefited from all of the work that's come before you and i think you and and many of the young players recognize that and respect that um but i'm also interested in to see what the mindset is for the younger player having been given all of these other resources and opportunities and so now when i look at this team and i see smith and, and thompson and rodman and Sh now shaw and fish and these types of players coming in what do you think the young american soccer player given all of these resources and opportunities how do you think they differ in either their thought process or their actual play on their field from their predecessors in terms of how they the way they approach the game um i th i mean first i think like yeah we definitely recognize like you know equal pay the cbas there's a lot that the older players have done to better women's soccer um for future generations and now that's us. And I think um, it's really important that we recognize that it's moved so much and we are, we should be grateful for where we have now come into this like space. Um, but I think it's important to um, be grateful, but not lose sight that there is so much more that can be done and there is, it can be pushed forward. So I think, um, yeah, it's important to like understand where we're at and understand that um, women's soccer has moved uh, forward, um, but also like not lose sight that we can also like continue to push it. Like we don't just want to stay here now for the next 10 years. And then the next three generations, they come in and they're like, oh, we should have so much more. Like, I think we have this momentum and it's important like to be grateful, but like not complacent. Amen. Amen. Take it forward. You know, listen, you'll you you will be in, you know, an older woman at some point, too. And we all stand on the shoulders of others. I'm an old guy right now. And I stood on the shoulders of time. So take it on. Take it on through. Um, You know, when it comes to uh, mentors uh, and speaking of older of older players, you know, you've talked about Kelly O'Hara and Becky Sabrin and, and different your your uh, your coach of the wave. uh Casey Stoney was a young player like yourself and others that was brought into the national team, had a, had a long career. How has she changed the way that you think about the position? And I'm really interested from a center back position, how you think about mm -hmm. what your role and responsibility is in general, and then specific to the national team or to your club situation. 
Yeah, she's been really big in my development. Um, and like you said, she was a center back. So um, that's a massive perk for me. Um, but I think like from last year coming in as a rookie, she has made it clear that like, um, you know, you can be a leader no matter what age you are um, or however many years you've played in the league. And I think for me, just getting that that push to do that during my rookie year was really important. And, um, you know, it can feel uncomfortable at first and you want to make sure you know exactly what you're saying before you're telling someone else to do something. But um, <laughs> I think just like <laughs> getting that push like that early in my career um, and just like making it clear that like as a center back, that's your responsibility. Like you have to organize, like you have to be vocal, like all those things. And like, um, I think that helped me a lot last year. And then now going into this year, it just like feels comfortable and I feel more confident doing it. And I think that's um, like also gone in with the national team too. Like I think practicing, practicing that at club makes me feel more confident doing it with the national team as well. So I think that's been a part of my game that she's really, really impacted. Like a part that um, maybe like, I think I was lacking before, like could have improved a lot. So that's definitely something that like I will continue working on probably throughout my whole career. Um, but yeah, I'm just like thankful she gave me that push as a rookie and it was never really like, Oh, you should like be quiet and let the older players talk. It was like, no, if you have something to say, you should say it. And like you have that go ahead to be vocal and be a leader on the field. Yeah. There's nothing like yelling at an older player for the first time and uh, seeing that, uh, <laughs> seeing that reaction. Listen, uh, I, I think you come from a family and I think you recognize and respect the value of education. And I'm interested what your thoughts are in terms of the pr the progress and the evolution of the sport, both men's and women's, um, where the traditional path of university college is starting to go away and become less less appealing. Now, you know, you got your degree, you worked on your master's, all that kind of stuff. So you were able to do both. But I think the pressure going forward for players either to, you know, stop mid-collegiate stream or not even take that pathway is going to become more and more for men and for uh, for women going forward. How do you, you know, how do you, I guess, justify that? And what is your advice to young players coming up that have these two divergent types of pathways now uh, as a result of the work that you and many others have done in the past? It's sort of a, a poison chalice almost that you're handing off. Yeah, I think it's a really difficult decision. Um, on the men's side, it's definitely been happening longer. Um but the woman's side, yeah, traditionally it was like you go to college and then you play professionally after. So, um, I mean, I just think it really does depend on the player, um, what their goals are, like what their priorities are um, and like where they're I just like where they're at. I think it's a decision that has to be made like with your parents um, and your coaches and just like your support system. And I don't think it's like going to be like a model for every like youth national team player should do this or um like whatever it is so yeah I mean I don't know like I didn't have to make that decision um it would have been a very hard decision for me to make so um I'm like happy with the way my path has like led me to where I'm at right now um but yeah like you said like it is changing a lot and um I think like hopefully like it'll take the league like putting a lot of like things in place to like support those young players like now that they don't have that transition period um and I think um we've done a really good job of that at wave but um I think the more players are, there are the easier it'll be um but yeah 
it's a hard decision. I don't know. I have, I don't have advice. <laughs> all right. Listen, talk to when your parents. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there we go. Talk to your parents. Um, all right. So listen, when you're not putting rock and protein in your body, by the way, 30 grams of protein, low, low carbs and no sugar added. Uh, what are some of the things we just, we just finished Halloween here. What, uh, what, what kind of candy do you like? Um, I like Skittles. Although I heard, are they getting banned or something? Did you read those articles too? I saw some crazy articles yeah, where they I got just, someone like, told me that yesterday. Horrible. I don't know if that's true. Right? Um, I mean, I don't like oh, chocolate, man. but um, I don't like chocolate, so I go for like sour candies and stuff like that. What about uh, other stuff um, uh, that's that's that I guess I guess I guess for a professional athlete might be deemed not quite as healthy as you would want. Oh, um, I feel like my dessert of choice is like a cinnamon roll. Oh, like a, a cinnamon bun, like a, a full on cinnamon bun. Yeah. Oh, my God. When you're with the national team and you walk by one in an airport, do you have to just uh, look the other way and just put your head down and walk as quickly as you possibly can? <laughs> They're so Yeah, good. I'm like, oh, not right now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. A couple more questions, then we'll get you uh, get you out of here. Um, You know, when you talk about. Uh, your teammates. Obviously, we from the outside, we see that 90 minutes, but you are spending hours and hours and days and days, and in some cases, weeks and weeks together. And they become not just your teammates, but they co- become uh, uh, come your friends. When you talk about, uh, when you think about this team right now, and I know it's a team in flux, but when you think about, for example, you know, who is who is the funniest player right now in the national team program? Oh, on the national team. Um... Oh, I would say Emily Sonnet or Crystal Dunn. Okay, but I have to, you know, you're a smart woman. So why? Um, Emily Sonnet, like, I don't know. She's just funny. She just like, she has jokes. She's just like, I don't know, always riling someone up. <laughs> they just both make me laugh a lot. Crystal Dunn is like hilarious too. Um. She's always dancing, always like, um, always, I don't know. She's just like a joy to be around. Ah, listen, we all need joys in our, in our life. But if you had to pick one person on the team to uh, go the way of television broadcasting, all right, by the way, it's a lot easier from the outside, but if you had to pick someone uh, right now, and I'm not saying you, oh, you know, you're, 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 you're sending them off into retirement or anything like now, but who do you think maybe has a future when it comes to television? Oh, um, I feel like Kelly would be good at that. Yeah. Kelly O'Hara. Yeah. All right. Um, Kelly O'Hara. All right. Midge already does it. That's like a layup. She already does it. So <laughs> yes, well, she's, she's got a little ways to go. So I, I would, uh, I would hope. Yeah. All right. Listen, uh, I'm sure at Stanford, they told you that you can get blinded by success and you can get blinded by uh, good positive things that are happening, which can sometimes make you forget or make you make it more difficult to see some of the things that are right in front of your face. If you had to give advice to the NWSL, either on and off or, or off the field about things that they should do to make this league better. And keep in mind, this, this is going great guns. It's been wonderful so far, all right? But uh, there, is, there is plenty to look forward to and there's plenty that could be fixed. If, if I made you commissioner, for example, for the day, what would you do? I would, um, let me think about my answer. Let's see. 
If I was commissioner, I would allow everyone to charter flights to their games to there help with recovery and um, just make the athlete's life better and um, yeah, just help them perform at their best. I think that would help everyone perform their best. Got it. So, so you would spend other people's money is what I hear you saying. Beautiful. That's what I, that's what I like to hear. I would allow them, I would allow them to spend their money on hey, listen, that if, if you they can felt work that it was out, a priority. Hey, you got my vote. You got my vote for commissioner. And I'm, I'm willing to bet there's a lot of players out there that would absolutely stand up for you. If that was, you could just uh, one, uh, you know, uh, just run on that platform alone. That's it. We're just going to get uh, charter flights everywhere. And I think you would get Unanimous, unanimously elected as uh, uh, as the commissioner. But yep. listen, you got you got I lots know. of work. You got lots of work <laughs> to do on and off the field. I thank you for your time. Uh, Rocking protein, it's going to be coursing through your veins, whether it's this weekend at NWSL or going forward. I wish you all of the uh, luck in the world on and off the field. You are a wonderful, wonderful player. You are a wonderful, wonderful person. You are a credit to you and your family uh, and to this great nation. And I love watching you play. And I cannot wait to see you continue uh, to get better and better and to lead this team back to where we all want it to be, which is winning the World Cups and at the top. Thank you, Naomi Gurma. Thank you so much.